Answer quickly when he calleth, here am I, send me, send me. The basis of today's message is from the gospel just read to you from our St. John Lutheran school children, these words. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If you wish, during the message, you may take out this sheet and take notes. There's a little gem uh, from scripture and from Luther that sort of summarizes the message as well. Good morning. Greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is our newborn king. When you hear the word integrity, what do you think of? So go ahead, throw out some thoughts you have or a word you have. When you hear integrity, what word do you think of? What do you think? Honesty. Integrity. Good moral value. Integrity. Anyone else? What, Arn? Ethics. Ethics, good moral values, honesty. We heard truthfulness. We heard a good person. Integrity. Now, sort of an odd story. A number of years ago, Promise Keepers was a men's ministry, and they'd have uh, conferences around the nation, and one of my churches went to it, and they, they shared this story, and Promise Keepers were called men of integrity, and a man was checking into a hotel who was with Promise Keepers, and a female clerk was registering him and looked at the T-shirt again. It said, Promise Keepers, men of integrity, and she goes, well, there's two words we don't see too often together, men and integrity, no offense. Okay, integrity. I think about this illustration, this story from Gandhi, from Gandhi, Gandhi's, sorry, Gandhi's sweet tooth. Um, a mother was rather frustrated with her son eating too much chocolate and sweets. Um, can we all relate to that? And she said, before the world of dentists and fluoride, my son's teeth are going to rot out of his head and very concerned that her son was eating too many sweets and chocolates. And she knew that Gandhi was a wise man. Did you know that Gandhi read the Sermon on the Mount? highly influenced by the Gospel of Matthew. Gandhi, give my son some advice. And so the mother took her son to Gandhi and said, my son is eating too many sweets and chocolates. He's going to rot his teeth out of his head. He gets stomach aches. It's not good for him. Please tell him to stop eating chocolate and sweets. And Gandhi said, come back next week. Same time, same place. And the next week, same time, same place. Sounds like a Batman show. Never mind. Same time, same place. Um, Gandhi said, you're here to talk about chocolates and sweets. And the mother said, yes, come back next week. And next week, same time and place, mother brought son back. And Gandhi said, please come back next week. I'm not ready. And the mother and son left. And same time and place, mother came back. And Gandhi said, I need another week. And in frustration, the mother somewhat left and came back. And the, the next week came back and said, I waited another week, all these weeks that I've said. And Gandhi said to her, I'm ready to talk to your you and your son about chocolates and sweets. And he said, I didn't realize how long it would take me to stop eating chocolates and sweets. Okay. The, the point is, it's hard to tell someone not to do something if we're doing it at the same time. Integrity is that words and actions and actions and words match up. For us, it's being Christ-like and words and actions match up with each other. Integrity, um, words and works are one of the same. In 2013, in November, a tornado, an F4, went through Washington, Illinois. That's the city next, just east of the city I served in East Peoria. We had five members of our church who totally, their homes were totally destroyed, and another 12 members who their homes were significantly damaged. And I was talking to an active member 
who lost his home. And you can see the tornado path there. There's two different shots. So I put that up there for you to see. And he said, the unique thing about the tornado is we heard it coming. We got in the basement. And um, my, my youngest daughter, she's an older teenager, and she was up in the shower and we yelled, you have to come downstairs right now. And so she threw on her bathrobe and, and ran down to the steps. And I have to say within 10, 15 seconds later, the tornado came through and totally took off the, all the roof and the, and the upper floor and did great damage. Kept half the house, half the kitchen was intact, half the kitchen wasn't intact. But what was unique, what they told me is they said in our kitchen we have drawers in which we have a lot of family pictures. In our bedrooms we have pictures of our family and we have drawers and we have places. And during the tornado, pictures from upstairs ended up in the kitchen drawer and pictures from the drawers upstairs ended up upstairs in the drawers where they had the other pictures. True. And the wife shared that she lost her wedding ring and it was sort of sad, it was on her um, dresser. And about a week later, a good friend of hers who lived in Pontiac, Illinois, about 50 miles north, sent her back her wedding ring after she heard the, the illustration of a true story. But that was a story of integrity in the urgency that you need to come down now, you're in the shower, we can't wait, and the daughter immediately came. Integrity is words and actions fit together and urgency of doing what I'm told, integrity. Integrity, words, and actions meet with each other. I'm sure we're familiar with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, the story of them, they refused to bow and to kneel to a pagan god. Uh, they were set up and they were to forfeit their lives. Uh, they showed integrity under fire and tribulation. Uh, very, they could have given in and broken the first commandment and uh, betrayed their heart, but they said, we will not bow to any foreign or pagan gods and they really paid for it. They were thrown into the fiery furnace. And there, I really love this picture. And there, the Lord sent an angel and his presence protected them. They are people of integrity. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do you remember learning about them in Sunday school? Do you know who I'm referring to? Yes, I think some of you are shaking your head. They're people of integrity. The Gospel of Mark is a... Um, the Gospel of Mark... The Gospel of Mark is a Gospel of integrity. Mark is not long-winded. His book is only 16 chapters long. And with urgency and with sharpness, he speaks his words of integrity, and he gets right to the point. He's, he's a person of action. Some believe that his book was written for the Romans, who aren't concerned about lengthy speeches. They're concerned about what a person does. But Mark is a gospel of integrity and urgency. And so here he speaks of our Lord, because our Lord is a person of integrity, true man and true God. What Jesus says, he does what he does, he says... He is pure, he is holy, and we can't separate Jesus' words from his actions or his actions from his words. Some people try to do that. You can't separate the two. His actions and his words are basically one. And so while Matthew maybe shares a whole chapter with Jesus being tempted, there's just one verse. Jesus is tempted by Satan. He's a person of integrity. He doesn't give in. He's with wild animals. He is not distraught. He continues on his mission. What else about Jesus? He cares for his imprisoned friend. In just one verse, that's John the Baptist. He calls disciples, and he makes disciples. Why? Because Jesus is a person of integrity, and he has one goal. The kingdom of God is with you. I am on earth. I'm here to bring you the kingdom of God, and I will not be dissuaded from that. I'll not be distracted from that. I will keep my nose to the grindstone, and I'm here to bring the kingdom of God to you. Jesus is a person of integrity. I'm here to bring you into the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is in your midst because I am God himself. He knew exactly what he's doing. His words and his actions fit each other straight on. 
Now, you and I are never called, sorry, you and I are never called to vanity or hype because you and I, we live in a culture of hype. Do you see what my son did? What about my grandchildren? Do you see the reward I got? Did you notice I got promoted at work? We watch, we watch a culture that's always into award shows and celebrations and who's going to get this trophy and who's going to get this award and there's a lot of hype and a lot of vanity. Look at me. But that, that's not the type of integrity that Jesus is speaking of. His integrity is a call to godliness and to humbleness. And so James and John, once again you see the single verse up there, James and John come up to Jesus and Jesus, we want a place of honor. We want to be at your right hand where people will notice us and see how great we are. We'll get our special awards. We'll get our trophy. And they want to sit at Jesus' right hand and be marked as being great. And Jesus said, do you really want to sit there with me? Do you want to drink the cup that I'm going to drink? No. We're called to a life of integrity, of humbleness and humility, not to vanity or hype like our culture. And Jesus shared this. This was he, he's about. His life integrity. Can you read it for me? With me? The Son. So whenever someone talks about hype or vanity, Jesus says we're here to serve. Don't worry about popularity. Lives of integrity. We are called to be people of integrity. Is our world messed up? Are you concerned what you see on the TV screen? You're concerned with how people talk to each other. Very concerned. Very concerned in every aspect of our world. We are called to have integrity. Love, humility, truth, patience. And if the church is in a place of integrity, I don't think there's a place in the world that can be a place of integrity. When people walk by our church, part of me says whether they're believers or not, or they come to church or not, they sort of look in deep in their hearts, maybe they have a little hope that that is a place of integrity. What they say they do, what they do they say they're Christ-like. It's a joy, at least a small picture in my mind, when I drive into the church parking lot on Tuesdays and Thursdays and all the food is there for people to get because people would say, well, they're called to love and they're here to love me. The church is a place of integrity. I think that's sometimes why we take a black eye. Someone said, I don't go to church if church is filled with hypocrites. And my response is, there's always room for one more. If you want to get away from hypocrites, go dig a big hole and sit in it, but you won't be very far from a hypocrite because everybody's a what? A hypocrite. We're all hypocrites. We all fall short. We're all sinners here. Maybe our integrity is simply that our Lord calls us to repent and says, Lord, I'm a messed up sinner. Forgive me. And that's probably the most integrity-filled thing we can say, be Christ-like. Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I had a professor at the SEM who once simply explained the difference between a non-Christian and a Christian. A non-Christian will blame everybody else, but a Christian will who, what? Take responsibility and say, I'm a sinner. We are called to be a people of integrity, and God is still working on us. We're not perfect. We don't do what we say, and we don't say what we do, but, we're perf- but we are forgiven. We're called to be a people of integrity. And so, our first calling is personal and to faith. For you and I, the Holy Spirit, by the power of his word, calls us to hear and to believe. Repent and believe the good news. I don't come to church out of obligation. I don't come to church because my family comes to it. I don't come to church because I have to. I don't come to church to look a certain way. I don't come to church because this is what I've always done. I'm in God's house because I repented and believed by the power of Jesus Christ who called me. 
I'm here because I'm a sinner who Jesus Christ died for, and by him I'm a saint. Our first calling is a calling of integrity. It's personal. Our second calling, even deeper, is public. It's a calling to missions, to serve others. And notice scripture says, without delay, he called them and they left. Now, once again, Mark is brief. Mark is integrity. Mark is urgency. There might have been some time between the time they called him and they left. But either way, we're called. We're called to believe, then we're called to go and to do and to serve. That is our calling. We are made to be people of integrity. Jesus said, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Notice we are made. It doesn't happen overnight. All of us here, we're still in process. How? By God's word in trial and tribulations. Sometimes that process is weeks, months, years, and even decades. God isn't finished with you and me yet. He continues to make us. The Great Commission, go and make who? Disciples. Go and make them. They're not found. They're not stolen. They're not duped. They're not lured. They're made. So God, through his word, he makes us. He continues to fine-tune us. He continues to mold us and shape us through how his word. There's a Bible study you all know of, right? The small group being challenged. I understand COVID. There's other Bible studies. How are we made? By being here and listening to his word. He matures us. He refines us. He cuts out the cancer of our sin. He forgives us through small group Bible study and we share. Or through any Bible study, we share a fellowship with other Christians. We hear the truth and we grow and we're molded. Being here in God's house, in our liturgy, he molds and shapes us. And yes, through trials and tribulations. How much we mature when we go through difficulties and deaths and illnesses and we get, have concerns and we're scared. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We are made, we are made people of integrity. Come follow me and I will make you, I will make you fishers of men through his word. Well, I'd like to point to two modern vocations of integrity. Um, right now, I believe that they're pictures of integrity because what we have going on in COVID. And sometimes I, I believe that we all know family members who have been seriously ill or loved ones who've been seriously ill. We all know fellow believers who've been seriously ill, and maybe even family members and loved ones and fellow believers who have been called to their eternal home. And nurses and doctors have been overwhelmed. I don't think it was so much the case when COVID started just last spring, but right now it is. They're just inundated. It's hard to get information because they're just overwhelmed. But yet they serve with integrity. I'm here to help bring healing, physical healing, the gift of science, help heal them. They're people of integrity. They do what they say and they say what they do. And to that, we thank God for them and we thank them themselves. I'd like to share with you uh, a poem that sort of captures um, some of the integrity that they're showing now. It's from a nurse. A nurse is a person who gives so completely uh, with touches to heal, always smiling so sweetly. There's no way to figure such value or worth. A nurse is like an angel that walks on earth. People of integrity and how we're blessed by that. Maybe loved ones, maybe you yourselves have been blessed by that. Just not COVID, but other diseases and other physical ailments. Nurses help make doctors' jobs possible. They do things doctors can't do or have the time to do. They allow the doctors to do what they're called to do. People of integrity in the second profession there is those in the military, 
For 15 years, I drove by the sign going to church every Sunday morning, and the sign said this. If you can read this sign in English, thank a teacher. Actually, if you can read this sign, thank a teacher. If you can read this sign in English, thank a what? Thank a soldier. I'll say it again. If you can read this sign, thank a teacher. You can read this sign in English, thank a soldier. They've given us our freedom. So I think about those in the military, lives of integrity, people who are willing to suffer and die, that we might have freedoms, including religious freedom, to be people of godly integrity. Now, do you know who Toby Keith is? Yeah, Toby Keith, he sings a rather cool song. And I'd like to read to you some of his words about that. I'm an American soldier. You can bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door, hey, I'm solid, hey, I'm steady, hey, I'm true down to the core. And I always do my duty no matter what the price. I've counted up the cost, I know the sacrifice. Oh, and I don't want to die for you, but if dying's asked of me, I'll bear that cross in honor, because freedom don't come free. I'm an American soldier and American. Beside my brothers and my sisters, I proudly take a stand. Sleep in peace tonight. I'm an American soldier. Just two vocations of integrity. Christ-like actions and words fit together. And so the question for you and me now is, you read this through me, we're called from God, through Christ, in the Holy Spirit, with others and for others. A call from God through Christ in the Holy Spirit with others and for others. That's our calling. I think about my vocation. Well, what am I? Well, I'm a pastor, and I'm a husband, I'm a father. I'm soon to be a grandfather any week now. What else am I? Well, I'm also a son, I'm a brother, I'm a cousin. I'm a citizen of Defiance, I'm a member of this church, I'm a citizen of Ohio, I'm a citizen of the United States. That's where God has called me to live a life of integrity, and many times I fail, and Christ I'm forgiven. What, what list would you be? Would you be a mother, a grandmother, a citizen, an employee, a boss? Are you a soldier? Are you a nurse? Where has God put you? And that's where God puts us to live lives of integrity. Christ's life, words and actions meet, and when we fail, there's the cross. There's a baptism font. There's a Lord's Supper. He forgives and redeems us. Lives of integrity. A call from God through Christ and the Holy Spirit with others for others. Integrity-filled call. Thank God. Children of God, blessed with eternal life. So how about this with a, for a closing thought? We just sung it, but I think it's worth repeating. Can you read it with me? Hark the voice of Jesus calling. Who will go and work today? Fields are white and harvests waiting. Who will bear the sheaves away? Loud and long the master calls. Rich rewards he offers thee. Who will answer gladly saying, Here am I, send me, send me. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.